This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling! I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. The Angle on a pole match. And Hogan, you big bald son of a bitch, kiss my ass. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. McMahon and the family, the rock, they screwed us all. Now you're the editor, right? Yes, I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Welcome, everybody, to the Raw Review. I am Vince Russo. I'm here with Punk Wants to Fight Me Next. And beautiful Mount Eris Lodge. Bro, I remember beautiful <laughs> Mount Erie Lodge. Man, that was a commercial and a jingle when I was Beautiful in- Mount Erie yeah, Lodge. Yeah, bro. Now, what is Mount Eris Lodge? What, what, what is this oh, we have? Uh, uh, that is uh, Plandemic 2.0. So your next uh, notorious COVID is going to be called the Eris Strain, which is a Greek goddess who uh, was really the Karen of the gods who uh, relished in dividing people, watching men destroy man, and just laughing at the plight of uh, humanity and and always showing up to have something negative to say. Uh, Legend has that she was even uninvited to a wedding of uh, children of the gods because the (laughs) bride didn't want her there to be a fucking C-U-N-T, you know? So, uh, that's what they've named the new uh, pandemic COVID strain heiress. And how many people are going to know their Greek mythology enough to even understand what it is, but the actual name embodies division amongst man and strife. Yeah. It's funny, man, because I'm every day, bro, I'm seeing more and more masks out there, Stevie. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, are you, are you people serious? Are you serious, bro? I saw people wearing masks in PetSmart and then on the way home yesterday, seeing someone in the car and I'm like, here, I mean, this is Florida too, where most of the people are seem to have common sense, but I think it's about to flip because we had so many people move from other parts of the country. Bro. Can we talk about something like this? This show sucked. Listen, he, he, really? he's about wow. Here's the bottom line oh with this show. Here's oh the bottom my. line with this show that <laughs> I yeah, oh my. Here's the bottom line with Shit, this none show. dead guys over here. This guy's got big balls. Here's, here's, here's <laughs> the thing about this show that, that makes me freaking go hysterical. Here's what makes me go hysterical. Then I, then I got some of these I want to talk to you guys about. Hold oh, no, on. Where, where are we? Okay. Here's what I want to talk about about this show overall. Bro, you guys would think. You guys would think the night before AEW does 82,000 people at Wembley, okay? (laughs) You would think the night after that that would have some impact on Raw delivering a good show. Like, like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you, like, isn't that freaking common sense? But the fact that they didn't, Ben, I think that shows you. I don't even think AEW is on their freaking radar, bro. If they're doing 82,000 people at Wembley and the next night you deliver another run of the mill shit show, I don't think AEW has any impact on them whatsoever. Well, well, I hope we can be friends after I say this, that uh, I, I liked the first hour and a half of last night's show. I was shocked at how much better it was. And all I could think of is here, we're getting a good show because of that. A good show for them, not a good show for allegedly the consultants, but uh, that they, they stepped it up and coming out of uh, shock uh, a weekend of major losses of people in the wrestling world, uh, you know, 
I, I thought there was some big performances on Raw, uh, but um, uh, you know, coming out of eighty-two thousand sold, I thought there was ninety-two thousand people. I thought ninety-two thousand were so. There's ten thousand people missing. We need to find these people and where they are. Have they been uh, raptured? Well, I think you know, they're missing four hundred one one episodes coming up. Yeah, <laughs> but like Seepin, he is like where I I disagree with you because and and I'm we, I'm, I'm curious. We can't, be, we can't be friends then. After yeah, that. I'm curious to hear what you like. I, I listen to me. This was the best misperformance I'd seen in the last five years. I, I agree. That's why and I that thought was it was great. a banger. I love. Yeah. He was great. He, he was great. It. I put it over. Fine, no problem. But Ben, coming out of the shoot, coming out of the shoot. You've got Owens and Zayn double-teaming McDonough, right? Now, haven't McDonough and Finn Balor been boys the last six weeks? Where was Finn Balor while his friend's getting his ass kicked in the ring? He's running the show. This catering is not going to set itself up. You got to fucking stop. Also, to also, if you're a true friend, you're going to allow your friend to grow by getting his ass beat by his ass two kicked. people. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. But I want to talk about may, may, maybe we'll get to the show. We'll see how much time we have because now I, I do want to see. I do want to see what been like because I thought yeah. this was just the same old. I mean, bro, we're still doing Sammy and 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 um, what's yeah, uh, that, that, that was for that was a forgettable segment in our we're one. still we're still doing freaking uh, Imperium and Gabe, which mm-hmm. this is everything is just a repeat. It's all it's like it's all just. But anyway, let, let me get to my thing first, bro. I, I, I first of all, I find this very odd. So Bray Wyatt passes away. And I'm I'm reading on the sites that the WWE says all of Bray Wyatt's merch sales are going to go to his family, correct? Well, bro, if you're going to do that, then why wouldn't you have a com- com- commemorative T-shirt? I, I, I don't like last. And the re- here's why I'm saying this. They had a shop zone spot. On last night's show, if you are going to give all the merch sales to Bray's family, why wouldn't you do one com, 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 I have promise saying that commemorative Bray Wyatt T-shirt and give them that's the T-shirt everybody would buy. So if you really care about their family and really want to help their family financially, Stevie, how hard is it to do that? No, I'd buy it. I think all I'd three buy, of us would buy, buy it. it. Yeah, I'd absolutely. buy it. Absolutely yeah. would. So, I, I don't understand. I mean, there's got to be some kind of, I mean, this is where AEW probably does a much better job. Absolutely. With, with uh, you know, with Luke Harper, Brody Lee's family and continuing to do that. Jojo Jay, used Jay to, Briscoe, too. They did yeah, Jay. Yeah, jo, uh, Jojo used to be a ring announcer in a backstage interview where I wonder if, they're going to end up giving her a deal or have bringing her back to at least have an income for his two young children. And also he's, he has royalty checks. I four children, so, bro. Four, four, he's four got. two from the previous, right? Right, right, right. right, two right, with right. Jojo. Yep. So four total, hopefully there's some kind of thing in this company that just got sold for almost $10 billion. I think could spare a hundred grand a year for the next 10 years and give these kids a college fund or do something to the point of, you want to talk about great PR? If you want to look at nuts and bolts, they're they're going to take care of Bray Wyatt's family. They're going to make sure even Terry Funk's funeral might be paid for or something to the, to the thing of we do not forget the people yeah. that have worked here. Yeah. Now here's something really kabuki-ish on top. See, these are the things nobody talks about, Ben, because we're too busy talking about a a, a bitch fight between a, a, a yeah. CJ Perry and a Punk backstage. Yeah. Well, these- well, I mean, I I, I just got to say <laughs> how brilliant CJ Perry whooped his ass. <laughs> but uh, no, that what you just said about the the shirt and how AEW handles it better and and absolutely. Now let's get real scumbag with it. It, it all that money should go to his family and more and the, and we should have ways to not you're capitalizing but it's all going to them right but right. here's what it is in business <laughs> getting people to your website to buy anything is the number one hardest thing to do to convert that traffic 
the fact that now you're you like this is the dirtbag wrestler side. Sure, people are going to go there to buy that shirt, but the chances you upselling something else and you have them through the door, like are <laughs> this could be the biggest shop zone quarter ever minus the Bray Wyatt money just because somebody else did click for Christmas on there. You know what I mean? Going or into free it, shipping so. over 50 bucks, the t-shirt, yeah, well, 30, exactly. you got to buy something else. Exactly. Yeah. dude. Yeah. So they're, they're like just business sense wise, forget the shock and the tragedy <laughs> of how to capitalize in a way like this is the opportunity of what it is. So, and then even afterwards, I don't know if you would run this and be like, uh, X amount of shirt, Bray Wyatt shirt sold to best selling shirt in WWE history, over 10 million sold. So people know that that family got 25 million. Yeah. yeah let's, let's, you, you don't say the number you gave them, but you know, and you put over the, cause then that might sell another 2 million shirts on top of that from yeah. the fanfare of it all. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and you say, thank you to the fans and da 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 and the support and what, uh, Tony Khan did for Amanda Huber and making her a showrunner. I saw the picture of uh, Sasha Banks there at the show, and Amanda's sitting right there with the headset on. So she's got a job for life uh, after Brody Lee's passing. That's the type of <laughs> when we say it's a mafia and there's plenty of throat cutters, when somebody gets clipped in the mafia or something happens to them, you take care of their family. And at least Tony and the rest of the crew playing by that 100%, bro. Right. Now, here's something really kabuki-ish. And, and again, bro, no, nobody talks about any of these things. The, I, think these there's are- something, I think there's something even more kabuki-ish before you say that. Go ahead. Hold on. Let me hear my gimmick, Stevie. Yeah. I'm kind of offended and hurt. That when I almost died, you guys didn't try to sell a T-shirt. While I died. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't die. If you would have died, we were gonna fucking had no. But near, near death is good enough. Sometimes oh, maybe you just call for fifteen dollars instead of twenty-five. He's only half dead, so we're gonna do a half dead T-shirt. <laughs> All right, here's here's the here's the second kabukiest thing to this. Okay, bro, we, we know Vince is laid up somewhere healing from back surgery okay that's that's all we know first of all bro something that like went way under the radar last week and nobody said anything about it and 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 bro it happened before bray's death let let me let me get that clear bray we found out about about bray's death very later in the day thursday about 6 30 yeah 6 30 ish and I think it was the same day. Yeah, it was. It was the same day. Bro, you know what else that day was? It was Vince McMahon's birthday, goddammit. Vince McMahon's it. birthday. Where, where was the <laughs> WWE Twitter account? Where? Was, no happy birthday, Mr. McMahon, mm. whatsoever. No. no yeah, usually nothing. Stephanie's got one out there, right? Have, right. right. All that. Now, there's another kabuki-ish part to this. On top of that, bro, where where was his tweet me- mentioning Bray Wyatt's death? He so you, it, 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 for the, From the Vince McMahon account came nothing. So do you think Vince is gone? I, bro, I bro, listen. I, bro, that to me is how this guy, thirty six years old, bro, like in the prime of his life, tragically, like gone, boom, like we're we're all shocked. Nothing from Vince McMahon, bro. I, 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 the only thing I can think of, bro, is he's in a lot worse condition than we think. Why? Ben, why would he not comment on the passing of Bray Wyatt? Uh, this is going to sound shitty, too, but just because I lived it and what we all did, I guess, with the Benoit tragedy. And they jumped to do that. And I don't know if they're gun shy after that. Maybe they didn't know the actual. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. Maybe they didn't know the actual circumstances of what it is and didn't want to rush to put something out there now that being said they can learn it with a phone call uh or he is in a lot worse shape off than than what it is or or maybe because of the ndas and everything else they don't there's a mandate that they don't want him putting anything out there being the voice and face of the company right now to do that but 
when you're owned by somebody else and you're about to close the deal for 9.3 billion at the end of the month, cause it's still not done, you know, maybe you stay small and like you want to, but that like, we don't, we don't want that type of, uh, uh, statement from any CEO at this point. Is but, but, it, but, it's, but it's strange too, because we're, we're talking like Vince actually does these tweets. Yeah, somebody on social media. Right. Oh, yeah, doing Hunter, Hunter, same thing. Approves. Yeah. There's a person that does it for everybody in sure. power on the on the front facing part of the company. So yeah, I mean that that kind of adds another layer. It's not Vince not able to pick up a phone and do that. Someone is just stand sending the standard condolences through Twitter. So that does make it that that that's more kabuki-ish than the half-off near-death shirt that you guys never did for me. <laughs> so we were going to do, we, we, can't, we tested resurrected, resurrected tested very well. So All you got to uh, do is put the picture of Jesus with the cats that's famous on Instagram, and that's, yeah. you know, you say it's me. <laughs> yeah, just some, some very, very, very kabuki-ish, like, stuff. And, bro, if you mm, notice. That's good points. Oh, I got to say this, too, before. I wanted to say thank you for your uh, great birthday sentiments for the day before that on Wednesday. That did oh, not, great, go, that did not go unnoticed. Thank you very much. It was very Something kabuki-ish. else kabuki-ish, though. Hold on, guys. There's something else very kabuki These These are the things nobody looks at, bro, because we're wondering who with C.J. Perry and the <laughs> Bro, even Hunter. Hunter put out a tweet that was factual. I just heard from Mike Rotundo, Bray Wyatt passed away. He didn't put out a tweet reflecting on Bray Wyatt's life or career. Yeah, That was the only tweet that came out. His tweet came out, and that was the tweet that let everybody know. But he never, he never followed up with the tweet about what type of a man – Wyndham Rotunda was. I'm like, this is odd to me, bro. It it is strange, man. And especially now we'll talk about beautiful Mount Harris Lodge with uh, COVID complications as being the cause that led to his heart issues. And then the stooges that he wasn't vaxxed and that that's why he got let go during Thunderdome era, then came back or what have you. And he's had the defibrillator since uh, last winter. And when you think, when I hear now, anybody hears the phrase COVID complications, they think, oh, they got the jab. And now it's a young athlete going through this heart stuff again. Right. And uh, I guess the word is it's not, it's that, but it's not that <laughs> like, it's, it's not based off of that. So with pandemic two coming down the aisle here and the McMahon's being part of a much higher <laughs> level of stooge report, is that part of why they want to stay away from it too right now? That's what you know I what thought, I mean? Ben. I thought that had that might have had something to do with it. I, I really feel that it is that when you hear when when the silence is deafening and then InfoWars is talking about, you know, yeah. uh, all this shit and they're just going to stay in the middle because somebody told them to shut up, stay small and go along to get along because we're running this play again, no matter who likes it or not. Yeah. Hey, can I ask you guys, because you guys know like more about, definitely know more about this stuff than me. When I was reading about Bray and the defibrillator and it was, was in his car at the time of the passing and he really wasn't wearing it. I think he went to see the doctor that day and he really wasn't wearing it um, like he was supposed to. What what exactly is a defibrillator, Steve? I know with everything you've experienced, you know all the shit. What exactly, what exactly is it and how would he have had to use that? Well, if we could back up, because this is news to me that he had a defibrillator or some kind of device. Was was there something? Because my father-in-law also has a pacemaker with the, the built-in defibrillator. Scott Hall had something like that where it would shock you and, and get your heart yeah. back beating correctly, whether you have AFib or any kind of heart issue. My question is, was this something, a procedure that was done or did he have a... No, he had it because when, when, you know, he, 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 uh, the way it's reported, he took a nap and he didn't wake up from the nap. The defibrillator was in his car. So he, he was not using it. So he didn't have the Scott Hall surgery or no, like my father no, was. So he had no. an external yes, device. Yes. Yes. Oh man, they, they, they is that what it talk. does, Stevie? That, that it it shocks it, it you. Yeah, defib, afib, because uh, what it does is it monitors your heart rate, and then if it sees irregularities in that, it tries to shock it back from defib into afib. 
So that that's the the purpose of it. I mean, it's literally the clear, you know, on, on, a, on, a, on a smaller on yeah. a smaller scale that is yeah. just like wearing a small purse on it, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's terrible too because I don't know if just because he wanted to continue to wrestle that you know having that in your body is a is a huge risk. I think Ric Flair even has something like that doesn't yeah, I, think he does. I think he does yeah i think I he has triple h does too now after his his uh yeah issue. but flair passed out twice in the match and i think the thing the thing might have went off during his last match oh really inside I, I mean, an internal one i don't know these are these are more like a external battery pack that yeah, you have i'm to saying it like it. speculating if bray had gotten that procedure done would have Made yeah, a big no, they they found the apparatus in his car when he passed. It was in his car. Oh man, that's that's even more terrible because that reminds me of Road Warrior Hawk, who went to take a nap and never woke up as well. There's a lot of people that didn't that, that happen uh, with a, that happened with Animal too, right? Animal went to bed with his wife, yes. yeah, I they, think so. she, and and she woke up and he didn't. Yeah, I mean uh, the. Uh, the story the stooge report i got was the day before it wasn't that he just went for a checkup like he was feeling shitty yeah and they told him they did test told him nothing's wrong sent him home i want to i want to speak on that as well because we spoke on it a little bit yeah. um having experience with one florida hospital and then another and having a wide range in the diagnosis and the treatment and the what i feel was the competency of the doctors nurses and staff in the hospitals they diagnosed nothing and he went home and that happened. There also could be another layer where the hospital just wasn't filled. I mean, we have a, we're coming off a pandemic. We're coming off a shortage of medical workers. I mean, there's much bigger things. I know this sounds like a rabbit hole, but this could have been the perfect storm of everything going wrong from beginning to unfortunately the end. So the hospital could have been like, Hey, you don't have COVID or, they didn't diagnose that there was something going on with the heart and send him home with nothing. I mean, there could be a lot of, a lot of things that could have went right in this situation. And we still could have had this guy with us. So let me, let me, let me, Stevie, let me, um, let me pull this up for you. Um, okay. so we, we can look at this together. Um, let me pull it up for you so we can, we can look at this together and try to see if we can draw anything from it. But um, I'm, not, I'm not saying like that this was 100 percent preventable, but it looks like there's certain steps medically yeah. that could have been taken to at least given them more of a chance of surviving. Yeah. Died during nap. Wasn't wearing doctor recommended heart defibrillator. Uh, Bray White experienced a series of heart complications in the months leading up to his death. And a doctor recommended heart defibrillator was not with him when they found his body. According to law enforcement records obtained by TMZ, Wyatt Wyndham Rotunda told his girlfriend he was going to take take a nap Thursday, and she became concerned when she heard his alarm going off about an hour uh, an hour later uh, without stopping. The report says Wyndham was discovered in his bed, not breathing, and was turning blue. Wyndham's girlfriend called 911 as her mother attempted CPR. He was later pronounced dead. Cops spoke with Wyndham's immediate family members who said he had COVID in March 2023 and developed heart complications, causing him to have a weak lower part of the heart. In fact, just a week before he died, Wyndham was hospitalized for a heart issue. He had a follow-up appointment with doctors the morning he died and was advised to continue to wear an external heart defibrillator, Mm. a device designed to treat people experiencing sudden cardiac arrest. Though it's not known if the device would have saved his life, investigators determined Wyndham was not wearing the defib at the time of his death. They later located it inside his vehicle parked in the driveway. That's the story. Yeah, I, I mean, they have a great point that if 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 it was his time, it was his time, or if it could have not helped you know it could have just been a massive heart attack or a massive heart failure but man what a strange thing that that very morning you're going into the doctors you're getting checked out i'm sure they did an ekg they did a all sorts of afib tests and stuff like that and and to see nothing and then hours later maybe sooner you know than that it's it's just done you know that's the scary part is that it seems a lot more with pro wrestlers 
hey, I'm just going to go take a nap, tell your wife you're going to take a nap. It might be the scariest thing they could ever hear because I felt that way, not not on any level like this, but I felt that way a couple of times. And I thought of guys like Hawk and other guys who just never woke up. And it's just like, wow, you just never know. Like yeah. your heart. You know, sometimes, bro, I think because this happened to a very good friend of mine, bro. I think sometimes you you try to push certain things and you try to test yourself because it's almost like if you can get through the test in your mind, you're going to be okay, bro. I had a friend, um, you know, like a brother to me since we were kids. And then when he was about four, bro, the guy was a ninth degree black belt. Okay. He was born with a, with a, with a valve problem in his heart. Okay. So bro, literally, you know, now he's 40 years old. He goes to the doctor. The doctor says to him, bro, we, it's time to take care of this. You, we need to go in there and take care of this. Right. And my, my friend, bro, was scared to death of getting any operation concerning his heart. Right. Bro, that weekend, he's, he's being tested for the, his ninth degree black belt. Okay, bro, when you when you st- when when your black belts go that high, you're in front of like, bro, a panel of masters and you've got like, you know, I, I mean, it's really high level. Right. So, bro, he knew he had a heart condition. He knew he was supposed to go in there for surgery. He was afraid to get surgery. He goes forward with the testing for the ninth degree black belt. Right. Bro, he he's done with it. He does his whole routine. Then you got to go down the line and you know show your respect, bro. After he he you know he gave the last guy his sign of respect right there on the spot. He dropped out of a heart attack, and I knew, bro, in his mind he was thinking, if I can get through this, there's, there, there's nothing wrong with me. He literally tested himself because I I, I got to ask, man. Bro, like if 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 Bray is going to the doctor and the doctor is saying, bro, you need to wear this and gives it to him and he has it, why would you not wear that? Well, I could I understand the I understand the thought process, unfortunately. And well, that's I'm, what I'm, that, I'm that's what that's what I, that's what I want to know, Stevie. Talk, talk to me. That's what okay. I'm that's what I'm um, asking. Yeah, I just sometimes I think about what a what a fucking idiot I am, you know, to think that that's a that that wrestler in me, that dog in me is still kind of like wanting to compete. But, um, you know, when they when they started the broad spectrum antibiotics and I was still pretty rough and we had spoken, all three of us spoken and I had said in my mind, hey, put the port in my chest so I can still train, (laughs) you know, probably wasn't the smartest idea, but I'm in my mind if I can work out, if I can do cardio, if I can, if I can stress my body and my heart, I can make it stronger. It's something in the wrestling, maybe the athlete or even the athlete entertainer DNA that just makes us literally redline our bodies physically. And then you talk about mental, emotional, spiritually, we push ourselves to be the very best. What's what makes pro wrestlers different? For good, bad, or, or or indifferent, it's what make us. And and now that I'm married and I have the life I've always dreamed of, and the family, and now close friends and perspective, I see what else. Even my this was only three to four months ago. I was thinking like this. Yeah, it just sometimes we're our own worst enemies, and sometimes I feel okay right now. I'll put it on after I take the nap. It could have been just as. Innocent as that, because I don't believe this guy was going to do anything intentionally to take himself away from his four kids, his yeah. his girlfriend slash wife, even his family, his father, which my dad, I said yesterday on SmackDown, the most profound thing my father ever said after my younger brother died is no parent should ever have to bury their kid. And that's essentially everybody on all different layers are are suffering because of this, and but it's just I don't know. The, the wrestlers, to some degree, are we're insane. We're just insane, and that's what we do. 
Yeah. What do you think, Ben? I think he was talking about getting in the ring yesterday, so I'll stooge him off right I was, there. So yeah, I was. Uh, no, he was. No, he, he was doing no, it. And I had to, yes, he was. I was getting in the ring so I can yeah. expand the channel and grow the channel. Spoken <sighs> like a true idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, everything you guys said is so poignant, so germane. And uh, the the only thing to follow up is the a little bit of the heel stuff. I mean, the addiction to run hard and, and then look at the pain I put myself through and I'm still stronger now to take it. The, yeah. you know, uh, it, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger until it kills you, uh, is, is within us. And, and think about the dopamine hit. I played, never played NFL, obviously, but we all played some sport, baseball, football. That's awesome when you hit that triple and you're, you can feel your heart beat in your ears as you round second, had to slide into third or set hit and you come off the line and boom. And like that is a quick hit. None of that even comes close to professional wrestling in the dopamine hit. Uh, so think about that of what your body is used to and what you're pumping through your heart, <laughs> a very supercharged fuel. And then also think about, oh, you're going to make a comeback and you live in the Florida bubble. Why not try these climate change products? These will help you look good and lose the weight if you've always struggled back and forth with that. And now you're enlarging your heart and now you're cycling off it. And then now it's tight. When I hear he was working to make a comeback, you know what that means? (laughs) You know what I mean? Doing doing what needs to be done to feed your family in the ring while your body's already broken, but you got to look a certain way aesthetically. Cause if you come back looking like a fat bastard, people are going to rip the shit out of you. And then uh, it gives the office every reason to say, well, he didn't give a shit about it. So why should we care about him? Right. And, but then all these things figure in and nobody says the dark side of the, of the ring when it comes to that, of what in the past may have, cause this now we hear is covid triggered and now we're in some other argument aside from 10 years of what might have led up to that point you know but you don't want to speak ill of anybody in the dead especially a guy who's a a performer who's entertained at, at a at a high level and people feel you know completely connected to his character but this is what the true human sacrifice for this business is. But nobody's going to say that. Nobody's going to go, well, Triple H has got a forehead that's fucking seven inches now and looks like a pack of Oscar Mayer wieners because he fucking did HGH for fucking 12 years straight. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bro. Let's look at this show. I don't want to go blow by blow unless we have to, but Ben, I do want to know because again, my, my take on this is they were really plugging towards the uh, PPL. I guess that's what you call it now this weekend. And just a lot of this to me was just, I, I just, I feel like I've seen all of this for like, isn't four, a PPL a, a small business loan during COVID? I'm like that a PPL, yeah, yeah, yeah PLE, premium loan. PPL is the yeah. insurance PPL, in Florida that PPL, nobody PPL, can use. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I just feel like I have seen all of this forever. You know, Zane and and what's his face Owens against the the the, the Dark Order and Ludwig Kaiser against the Gable and Gunther and. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez, like I just feel like my God, bro. I've you know this was just rinse repeat, blah 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 for me. I do want to talk about the end though because I think it's very important. Ben, what did you like about this show? Um, there was a lot of pay per view level violence on this show with guys working extended heats, which you usually don't see on TV, especially Viking Raiders New Day worked a triple heat, and it was long, and, and everything was there (laughs) from back elbows to big moves and and even the spot at the end where it breaks down with the chairs getting thrown and and uh drew with the hits even uh new day in the face with it we were like god damn dude like guys were really laying into each other last night and viking raiders needed to look vicious and they sure did uh and then i wouldn't have booked uh gunther and right after that because we just had a big heel segment i would have done a palate cleanser but they went the way they did here's something that's stupid with like gunther standing on the table looks like it like no general would just come out and do that if they're supposed to be that what we need is that old school 
podium in the back that's raised up about 12 feet off the ground and he's looking down over everybody giving his fucking Stalin Hitler speeches, right? That's so the Wayne Barrett one. The bad yeah. news Barrett one that goes yeah. up. Or even when Million Dollar Man would kick the basketball for the kid, it'd be on that, that thing back there with me and Gene bringing the guy out, right? So these simple things that are simple set pieces that would be a callback that would make him special after these guys come out and do all that character, you know, that I thought all this was really good heel work in this first hour, especially Miz, just the, the best work possibly Miz has ever done. And this is where we need to be in promo battles in tearing guys down, getting a better performance out of them. Cause now that's going to make LA Knight raise his performance level, or he's going to look like shit. And the Miz just ate his lunch. So this, that's the type of stuff we haven't seen in decades that we need to get back to. And I saw a lot of it in like ECW level violence of like, damn, bro, he crushed them along with the high level uh, performances of you're not taking my spot and I'll rip on you. And satire is the most powerful weapon in all of media. And here is, here's Ms. Doing uh, this, this impersonation piece that that got over huge. So the first hour and a half to me went by fast. Cause usually it's like pulling teeth and I was into it. And I just think Ludwig Kaiser where we said Chelsea Green's one of the best actors last week on there. Ludwig Kaiser is too. Like the guy, the guy is awesome in ring. His stuff looks so good. He knows when to break for character and just with a look, the best Del Close would say the best acting we do is when we say nothing at all. That guy masters it with a look. He can have he can have his heat back. So uh there's there's real potential with with some of these guys who are supporting characters. Like if I was giving out Oscars for best supporting, he'd definitely be nominated for one. So yes. when we get to some other stuff later, the show does slow down. But you know, all I'm well, doing the- is going in my head going, Wow, this is a good show. That means next week's gonna suck. <laughs> They're gonna well, mail it there, in, right? Like, there, there's a couple <laughs> things I want to talk about on the um on the second half of the show. Um okay. Well, one of the things that drives me crazy, like Stevie, because I know when I would write this shit, okay, when the guy is sneaking up from behind on the guy in the ring cutting the promo, and everybody knows he's there, but the guy cutting the promo. Bro, every time I was in a position like that, I'm talking about Seth Rollins and Nakamura. Every time I wrote a spot like that to not make the baby face look like an absolute freaking idiot, I would have Nakamura come from behind the baby face, turn around and clock him because I know he's there like everybody else in this building and, and still get the heat, still get the heel over. But I don't know why they continue to make these people look so stupid Every they did it with Rhea Ripley uh last week with the crutch and and Rachel Rodriguez. Everybody knows it's a ploy, and everybody knows Nakamura is right behind you, but freaking you. To to me, that doesn't protect the talent and makes you look like a freaking idiot. What are some other writing tricks then? Because I agree completely, and I thought of you when I, I was gonna ask this question. What are some other ways to approach the a scene like that that's either not in ring or that hasn't been done and seen a million times? That Bro, we I, th- I think it's fine doing it in ring if he knows he's there and just as he's about to do something, the baby face turns around and clocks him. You still get your, your heel heat. Nakamura will turn it around, do whatever he has to do. But to me, that's that's just the most obvious and the most simple way. And, and they just... They, they, I, I think you need to get a baby face over, even though you could say that him and his entrance is getting over. So then the, you know, you make your baby off your heel. So the heels need heat right there. I would have liked to seen a Seth get over match real quick, celebrating him going up the ramp. You think it's going to commercial and that's where he gloms or, yeah. or does yeah. something there instead yeah. of just the waiting for the trap to spring. I need an action and, and, and an out of nowhere instead of, Here's where it's going down. Like that's what it feels like to yeah, me. So. Yeah. And here's another thing, you know, I'm like me, more importantly. Yeah. Ben, I know about your weight business. 
Yeah. Stevie, he, 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 <laughs> Please tell me more because I don't know yeah. shit at this point. Stevie, here's another thing, man. <laughs> if I never watched NXT and I never do and I never will, and I'm just watching Raw and I'm watching Ciampa and Bronson Reed, mm. like I'm, I'm asking myself one simple question. Why, as a television viewer and I'm watching this match, why do I care about either one of these guys? Why, 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 why do I, why do I want Champa to go over? Mm. Why do I not like Bronson Reed because he's a heel? I have no emotion whatsoever tied to either one of these guys. Yeah, Ben talks and uses the word stakes. And I, I, when I was watching this and then thinking about NXT and how nobody, they assume everybody knows who these people are, but. When I looked at it, I was like, well, well, why can't they just have major league, minor league type of setup? If you have too many losses in uh, the major leagues, right, Vince? You get sent back down to the minors to get better. So you can have a whole storyline between these guys legitimately fighting for a spot and whoever comes up. And if you end up losing five matches, you have to go back to NXT. Continue the story there. Then come back. Give us something to fill it in, not just... Well, Apollo Crews is going back to NXT because that's where he wants to go. Now he's going to come back here because that's where he wants. Like, what's the what's the obstacle? What's the what should I say? What's the word I'm looking for, Ben? What am, what's the what's the requirements to get there? What's the requirements to send you back? Yeah, we need yeah. to know the boundaries and the rules for this. And, sure. and, and Stevie, you'll hear that in baseball all the time. You'll hear players say. You know, it's it's not difficult getting to the show. The difficulty is staying there. You will hear them say that all the time, bro. And and by those rules, you'll shine the talents that stay on the main roster too. Right. Because now we have requirements, we have uh parameters that make it to where you you're you lose too many matches, we're getting rid of you. You're going back to the minors. But yeah. What do you think, Ben? I mean, there has to be consequences or rewards to wins and losses. Yeah, and a loss or going back to the minors can drive a character that the yep. crowd is behind to send them back down. Like we talked about with Miz, should have been the last five. I'm not going to lose uh, a thousand, and, and it would have meant way more. Uh, again, I hate to talk about one of my OVW brothers negatively because I got big respect for Ciampa, but I saw something before Raw that it just I was like – what is this shit? Uh, he's backstage at NX or Raw or some show, and he's got the poster for Where's Johnny? And I pay cash bucks for it, which we're not doing any of that on TV. We're doing who's getting over? Is he a badass wrestler? Da da da. They're doing these, what I call them, the, the elite uh, or dark order, stupid comedy spots that are supposed to be viral for extra content online and it does nothing to line up with what's going on on the main tv show and really looks like amateur acting hour like tongue-in-cheek wrestling where's my buddy where if your buddy was really fucking missing you'd have the fbi on the fucking line wondering where the fuck he was just so we can get up to shane helms and go i need a superhero to find my friend and then shane's all like i'm not sure what you're talking about no selling it because he's an agent just so when uh, champa leaves helms can turn the camera and go what's up with that and get a little 60 second pop on a fucking uh, thing for twitter if I'm on the main roster and I and I have a plan that I'm going to be on TV, everything I do leading up to my big TV spot is going to support that. Not some other little, let's have fun doing fake acting and something tongue-in-cheek for the super AEW marks because they like this kind of dog shit. Nope. I've worked my ass off for 20 years to get to this point. I'm not going to do split the focus and do something that's not going to be on TV that makes a rib on the business and doesn't showcase my skill set at its highest and and play to the height of my intelligence. You're playing to the bottom of your intelligence. You want to play up here for that, especially when you're in a serious match versus Bronson Reed later, later that night when the guy outweighs you by 200 pounds. That's the motherfucking story. Not where's Johnny wrestling. Yeah. I, dude, that shit is 
cringe level bad and i want him to fucking succeed and that type of stuff is only going to be an anchor around his neck i I think a good analogy for this is we all watch tv shows throughout our lives my 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 thing most recently was arrow the first like two to three seasons was awesome then it started to get a little ridiculous plot holes they didn't honor the first two or three seasons that I invested in watching the show. Yep. So what did we do? My wife and I just kind of stopped watching it, didn't care. Maybe yep. came back to it if we were bored or there was nothing else to do. But we've all experienced that. And that's what's going on with Chompa and a lot of people. The disconnect between even when he and Johnny Gargano did the, the, the joke thing with Bobby Roode on social media where they play his music and they look around and smile. Yeah. I'm like... That's not the Sicilian psychopath from ROH. What are you doing? Yeah, and and that's the thing, Ben. Like, bro, I want to like him. You, you, you're you, dude, 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 the guy's an awesome guy, guy. And great, you're great me worker. No reason, I'm, I'm begging, make me like that. You're giving me zero reason to like the guy. This is the this is the definition of inside the Florida wrestling bubble, in my opinion. When I see these types of things, bro, yeah. that somebody greenlit that and said, "Let's put it out there and do it." It has nothing to do with what's going on on your main roster push. So why would you even yeah. begin to do that kind of stuff? It, it really, to me, is like, hey, here's the Sopranos, and then Gandolfini walks out of that scene and becomes Ralph Cramden, or you know, or is doing the the honeymooners right yeah. after that. Yeah. Like, what you know, like yeah. Jesus. Here's another thing, Stevie. Like I, like I, I just I, I don't. This does not work. Okay, so we got the uh, Rodriguez and the Rhea Ripley next, and they're going to a big match on Saturday, and we have Rodriguez up. So I'm like, what, what, why, why is the baby face up, bro? Because you know my old school mentality right in the show is if the baby face is up, what, what do I care about the match? Um. But, you know, then then I talk to Chris, Dr. Chris, I do the show last night, and Chris says, well, Vince, the baby face is up here because she's going to do the job at the pay-per-view. And I'm like, what, 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 what type of thinking is that? If, if, if Rodriguez does the job at the pay-per-view, do you think it's going to mean anything that she was up on the raw? Before? What, what is that going to mean, Stevie? Yeah, this is the definition of 50-50 booking. We put him out, non-title match, she's over, or whoever's over. So you already know. And, and what they don't understand is when she does go up and Dr. Chris or anybody who's a casual fan go, well, why would I buy the pay-per-view? I'm not going to see a title change now. So you actually cut off. Yeah. a good amount of people that would watch the the PPO on Saturday. Yeah. Well, the fact the fact is too that why are you making them 50-50 when after last week she tricked you again. We need the the Pearl Harbor job on somebody. Raquel Rodriguez should come back in her first opener before she even gets halfway down the ramp. Here comes Rhea with the <laughs> Nancy Kerrigan uh you know Tanya Harding spot. And 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 take her knee out like a heel is going to pick the bones. You just came back from a leg injury. That's right what I'm going for, especially before the pay-per-view. Then beat the shit out of you, throw you in there, and then the, the person you were going to face gets the W over you so I can go like this as I walk up the ramp. Like none of these things are leading to any heel heat. So the point when we get to the PPO that uh, – that, Raquel Gonzalez is so mad at you that her, her rage almost blinds what happens to yeah. the finish, and then we can finish yeah. any way we want to. Well, there is there is a rumor, like I talked yesterday on SmackDown, that she might be suspended. That would be the only way there would be a title change on Saturday if there's a suspension. I haven't seen anything since I mentioned it to Ben. Also, the important thing is with the PPO, is she fighting her in network or out of network? Because out of network, there's there's a That's chance good. she might lose the title. And she she <laughs> may be the HMO champion after that. Yeah. <laughs> they may make an HMO belt for her. Here was another question I had, bro. Like I'm so now we got the main event with Becky and Zoe. No tell. <laughs> oh no. Here we, here we got and, and I'm like, Ben, you say this all the time. Oh my. Bro, again, we're five days away from the pay-per-view. What is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Five days away. 
why was Becky doing all that shit where I thought she was going to break in half any second with the big match coming up on? Hey, dude, uh, this is the other part. I got to salute him because you didn't watch SmackDown. And now that you say that, if the pay-per-view is five days away, so is the second AEW one. So it'll be going head-to-head now without CJ Perry and uh, Big Phil. Um, But uh, the fact that SmackDown... I mean, it was so fresh with Terry and Bray passing, and it still is, uh, you know. And they had two matches, one for Bray Wyatt's memory, where it should have been Finn as the demon, and he didn't do any demon stuff and didn't do any Bray spots. And they had a hardcore match with the Street Profits and the Brawling Brutes, and it wasn't a hardcore match. They got their shit in. It was all ridiculous. And there was one table spot at the end. That was the finish. This was the real Terry Funk tribute match between these women. So as much as I might, you know, be whatever on Becky's promo skills or what have you and and how they booked it or the lemonade, stupid shit, lemons, lemonade stuff, the symbolism is deafening uh, that uh, they they left it out there. And I would agree any other time leading into a pay-per-view. I I would be like, what the hell else are you going to do? You just did it all. but. I was so befuddled by the performances that were not true to what they should have been on SmackDown. This one, I was very pleased with these women because they were even doing the yeah. funk chair throw spot and hit her in the face. She wasn't ready for it. And, uh, but, but I was down with that, man. So these girls did what they should have done on Friday in, in that in that match and i wouldn't yeah. doubt that maybe somebody backstage felt the same way about that match went who agent did this get your shit in tag team match yeah. with no spirit of 76 no ladder spot no uh burn them with the double cross ranch gimmick no, none no tax no you took my eye lawler none of that where this match for them had it all in there so i tip yeah. my hat to those girls I do want to say this in closing, though, Stevie, because to me, this was the most important thing. And I think people forget, man. And, you know, Stevie, you know, I know, you know, you've been in that situation a million times. I was in that situation a million times, but I'm not a worker, man. I don't got to go out there and wrestle a match. Um, Bro, to me, the end of this match when Becky, you know, held up Bray's, you know, armband and was really getting choked up and emotional. Stevie, we take you guys for freaking granted. I I mean, we never think of, bro, we never think of, you go back to Friday, you go back to tonight's show, you go back to, you know, the the death of um, Wyndham Rotunda, you know, coming out of nowhere, the impact it has on these people that were around them, that were loved, that loved them, that he was part of the family. And then, bro, to go out there and have to perform, man, and you saw Becky's emotions at the end, like it was almost like, thank God I got through that. And then it all came out. I think sometimes, Stevie, like honestly, People forget, man, you know, been to, uh, I, I don't know if been ever experienced that, you know, where, you know, somebody, I, bro, I went through that with Pillman. I went through that with Owen. I went through that quite a few times. Kurt Henning. I, I can't tell you how many times I went through that. I don't, I don't, I think people sometimes lose sight of, man, you know, you guys as performers are freaking human beings and to have to go out, you know, Friday, bro, was the day after to have to go out and perform when, when when something like this just happened bro that that really stevie takes a a really special human being to be able to do that man yeah and what you described i wish like we say about the wwe 24 documentary stuff that we wish that would be the show yeah. because these characters these human beings the, these people would be much more endeared in our hearts as characters yep. if you really showed us who they really are. Ciampa, Bray Wyatt, Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, Karrion Cross. The list goes on and on of all these people that could be huge megastars. If you gave us a peek into who they really are, then we're emotionally invested. Now it would be even more 
you know, of a tragedy because we would know these people when we lose yeah. them. It's even more yeah. so. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting because Friday, just the way I look in from experience, because Crash Holly and all that story and die, you know, I had to go to TV like right after that. Um, the day after may be a little bit easier because it's still just numb. Yeah. Monday, I think, is a little bit harder because now yeah. when's the wake, when's the funeral, the logistics of it really set in that it's real. I would give Becky more credit than anybody to perform Monday night in a way because now it's real. Friday, it's almost like, is this a dream or it's you, you can't quite interpret or even translate what's going on. Tough nonetheless, either way. But Monday, I think they had an even tougher time to get through it. You know, I, I want to throw this to you, Ben, based on what Stevie just said. Okay, guys, now listen, man. I went on, um, when Bray died, I went on Twitch. And, bro, I could tell whoever was on my Twitch channel, bro, these people were greatly affected. So I'm like, you know what, bro? I'm going to do a YouTube tomorrow to really talk about how I feel about Bray. But just as equally important, I'm going to go on a live so people could express how they felt. You know what I'm saying? Because I think at a time like that, you, you need to get it out. Ben, I was very careful how I did it because you know, oh, Vince Russo's taking advantage. You, 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 you yeah. know what they're gonna say. So I was very, very, very careful. Yeah, but, I mean, it's not for you're doing it for a healing of the community. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, so with what Stevie just said, bro, you know what I would have loved to see. And bro, there there is a right way of doing it, but you know, again, is the WWE worried about? Oh, bro, they're gonna look they're gonna look at this like where you know taking advantage of the death of Bray. Bro, I'm reading online how all these wrestlers and all these office workers went and got the same Bray tattoo yeah. as a tribute to. From brand Why? member, from brand member Greg Mosier. Like yeah. that, that he's a huge supporter of everything we've done here, man. Uh, why, 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 why didn't we see that? Why, you, you know, Stevie, when you talk about really caring, uh, bro, you're getting a man tattooed on your body for the rest of your life. That is saying a lot. And I'm like, bro, why didn't we see that? That's how, Stevie, we're going to see these real freaking people. Yeah, I mean, they stand them up on the stage for the 10 bell salute. This is even more impactful to say you'll never be forgotten. So I, I, I agree with you. Should have shown that, should have shown. And like Ben said, where's the tribute with the moves and the, the, the character stuff from Bray and Terry Funk throughout the, these two shows? You could have really done. And the girls would have been great because the girls imitating Terry Funk or Bray Wyatt doing their stuff would have been even more impactful because they did a great job representing what Terry represented with hardcore wrestling. Yeah. Ben, do you think they're just afraid of the, 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 the pushback, the lashback of people saying they're ta trying to take advantage. I, that's the stuff I, you need the real emotion somewhere, bro. Yeah. I don't think you're wrong in it. And now we look at it hindsight 2020, but we, you're in the shock of it, bro. Yeah, that's true. For, too, for somebody to roll up that's and be like, let's true. get this on tape. Like that's it's true. when that's you're trying true. to have it, you know what I mean? Like uh, you're not wrong, but at the same time, you said everyone's really human, no matter how much yeah. we call ourselves superstars and trying to pretend we're gods on Mount Olympus above everybody else because they put us up there. John, Ste John Cena is still John Cena. Dwayne Johnson still Dwayne Johnson. Life is fleeting. And when you lose somebody at a young age like that, it's going to affect you in a massive way. I went through it with two of my best friends and my buddy Hooch who left three kids behind and had a heart attack uh, and, and died under a tree on the 4th of July. And for even now, but for years after that, cause he was my best friend and, you know, watched hours of nitro raw and ECW together and, and, and everything you guys did pretty much. He and I were there for, and when I go through the curtain, I, I always try and just bring up his memory of doing it for him. And I think Becky uh, wanted that closure herself and to leave it all out there with that performance. And I said this on SmackDown. I think those guys who had those matches 
are they're going to be haunting themselves. And again, they're in shock. So they might not have made the right thing, but they're going to go, shit. I wish I would have done this, 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 and this. Becky went home last night, got all of her emotion out through her performance and, 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 and probably had a, a, a first night's sleep in four days that she, she hasn't. So the performer, the, the Island of Misfit toys were all addicts for this buzz. And when you can put it into your performance, chances are now you're dealing in real emotion and in the moment. And that's what people really connect to. And yeah. it's doing something for your own cathartic healing at that point. You getting hit with a chair or a kendo stick, that that masochism of I, I did it for his memory. I yeah. did this to honor them. You're not even feeling your own feelings at that point. So like yeah. I said, no, those girls absolutely killed it in the main event. And that's why I was kind of like, I, I liked Raw last night. You know, sure, there was a couple things with the Raquel <laughs> stuff or the the Sammy and Kevin backstage. That, that kind of killed me too because it's like a voyeurism scene, but they're looking right at the camera instead of just talking through the camera to the people at home. Like there's choices that are so uh, cookie cutter and amateur where they're mixed in with big emotion it's hard to like go back and forth between the two you know yeah yeah all right ben uh what's uh going on over there at mount iris bro what's happening yeah man uh you can get uh the honeymoon couple suite for 20 percent off right now uh <laughs> just hey keep social distance though yeah just uh, <laughs> two rooms uh but yeah man i just finished up the labels i gotta order them for the uh products eight and nine in the horseshoe genetics nutrients line micro bomb and blooming bomb and then i just have the pesticide uh to finish up here so man 10 products this year through horseshoegenetics.com Really just uh, super pumped to be able to have my artwork out there in major labels. And now it's getting into the stores uh, uh, to, to ship it out because we're sitting on <laughs> a lot of it. Uh, so that, that's a big project for this week. Uh, the 16th, I'll be in Westmoreland uh, defending my tag titles. Westmoreland, New York with Blaze Haram, the Sons of Allah there. Eddie Edwards going to be the, the main eventer on that show. So looking forward to that. And uh, just uh, pushing forward in the cannabis this week. Who knows what it, what it's going to bring, man? So I'm glad for these times uh, of us to be together, to be alive, and not be in the ring, please. Uh, and uh, say I love you guys, man. And then uh, thank you very much for all the time we get to spend together uh, here at ChannelAttitude.com. What are we going to be looking at today on Master Shoot Theater? What do you got for us? I, my name keeps getting dropped on K100 to come on and talk about directed energy weapons uh, in the Maui Wowie Yowie Zowie. Uh, <laughs> so that that's uh, that's that's a, a a big topic that still isn't going away. But there's so many uh, ongoing, even more UFO stuff this week. We didn't talk about some footage that dropped last week of remember uh, MH Flight 370 that uh, just disappeared and they couldn't find. There was some, uh, I don't know, fabricated or AI made footage or what have you, but that shows a plane with UFOs, three of them circle around it. And then like that, it's gone. <laughs> so is a flight MH370 in a, an alternative universe? Mm, wow. Know, who knows, who knows what they want to call it out the experiment type thing? Is that what they Very much about? like that. And also, but it, that to me comes off as propaganda because the story maybe three, four weeks before that, I saw a bunch drop on the revisit of that, of like, there were four scientists who owned the patents to it. And when they were dead, now guess who takes over? <laughs> you know, uh, Lockheed, I think it was Lockheed, uh, might've been Northrop Grumman, takes over all their patents, all their stuff to, uh, I believe some of it was the direct energy weapon <laughs> type of technology. So uh, interesting of like, is this alien propaganda a piece of propaganda to look away from what we've done here? So, oh boy, oh my! Uh, the class breaks. Here come the UFOs. Stone Cold ETs coming. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, there's plenty we can talk about in the. Uh, Strange break outbreak that's coming, the pandemic. Uh, yesterday in New York City, there was a big uh, uprising because there's 100,000 migrants that they shipped to New York City. And now they're they're on soccer fields and tents and stuff like this, and nobody voted for that. It's all been slid in, and I, I think we're really building to a major break in society. And is that 
problem reaction solution because they don't want to have the next election. They don't want to do this, that, or the other, and they really want a full breakdown so they can implement the new, new, new world order 2030 plan. Okay. Sunshine and roses. Uh, yeah. Stevie, what is going on uh, in your world, bro? Well, still doing both channels, Stevie Richards fitness. We just uploaded a video uh, this past weekend and then the wrestling analysis channel. I felt the same way you did Vince a little bit, but I decided to go ahead and uh, do a tribute to Terry Funk and break down and analyze do that so, kind of thing about how good Terry was and how much he helped me. And I wouldn't be sitting here imparting any knowledge to anybody without people like Terry Funk, who was, I said it before twice, I'll say it again, was the most selfless wrestler that I've ever shared a ring or a locker room with. And hopefully people can take that example, pay it forward like we try to do here. Uh, but the next video is going to be where Punk will want to fight me because I actually talk about the Pepsi plunge, which was just dog shit from all in and break it down. And they could have both been really, really hurt. Plus the fact they were the first match on the card. What are you doing something like that for? Nobody even remembers it anyway. So I'm putting that up today as we're recording this. And of course, Master Street Theater. Vince is doing another press conference. Yeah. But he's got his wires crossed and he's actually promoting the AEW pay-per-view this week in Chicago <laughs> and not payback. So we're trying to stop him. He's <laughs> really confused. Vince is very, who knows what's going on with books and all kinds of opiates. Yeah. Yeah. We are going to go over now guys on master shoot theater, man. Please check us out. Patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. And remember also to watch Ben and Stevie with their SmackDown review. Guys, we will see you over at Master Shoot Theater.